1: What you know about rolling down in the
0: deep When your brain goes numb You can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much Put that shit in slow motion Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in a ocean Like what you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb You can call that mental freeze
2: When these deep... People- hey squad! Welcome into another TFA video. I'm Robbie Jeffries, back again to go over four dynasty cells for you to look for before free agency hits. We're in February, Super Bowl is upon us, but dynasty has no off season. We need to take advantage of those values that are going to be coming in the next couple months, uh, but we need to take care of it now before free agency hits, and and really that that means going out, being aggressive in your trades. And so I want to see if we can capitalize on four different players that I brought to the table for this episode. Let's go. My first player that you should sell in February is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is coming off a season where he was tied for third in points. Pretty good. Finished ninth overall at the position. Also good. So why is he a dynasty sell? Well, even though he's at the top of – Dynasty drafts and trade values, it's really hard for him to climb higher than the running back seven where he currently is in DLF's ADP. And so if we look at, you know, his, his age, he's going to turn 27 here in July, and I think his value is going to start to plummet for a couple of reasons. Number one is his durability, right? He has yet to make it through an entire season outside of his rookie season. Uh, This year, he was limited to 13 games, which was a career low despite the extra week of football. He received 240 carries, which normally is a good thing. That's the most carries he's ever had. Uh, Really hasn't eclipsed much more than 200 in any season, Um, but he was really the only capable running back on the roster this season. Um, And with issues at the quarterback, once James Winston went down, they really had to turn to Alvin Kamara. So... Uh, if there is another running back on this roster, do they find something else at quarterback? All that's kind of in flux on how many carries he does receive. The second thing uh, that's kind of got me worried about Alvin Kamara is his recent production. While he's been super lethal in the pass-catching game with at least 81 receptions in his first four seasons, he basically plummeted to roughly half that, right? He only had 47 receptions in 2021. Uh, His ability to score has always been kind of his calling card. He's had three of his first four seasons where he's had double-digit touchdowns. He only had nine this last year. I know that's really close, but uh, it definitely was a, a year where scoring was hard to come by for Saints players. And then his just running efficiency overall. He's averaging five yards per carry through his first four years. This season, 3.7 yards per carry, and a lot of that had to come through all the extra work that he got and the lack of weapons around him. And that brings me to question number three for his, you know, his output in 2022 and beyond: is what's going to happen at quarterback and what's going to happen with his head coaching situation? We know that Jameis Winston is a free agent to be. We know that Sean Payton has stepped away from the Saints. There's just two big question marks here. And with the Saints in a horrible cap situation being $73 million in the red, I just, I'm not sure if there's going to be an offensive influx of talent coming their way, you know, maybe outside of the draft. But even then, maybe it takes a while for those rookies to catch on. So uh, I know this offense struggled in 2021. They were middle of the league in rushing and they were middle of the league in scoring dead last in the league in terms of passing yardage. So I, I'm just not sure if this team is turning around or kind of on that downslope right? That, that rebuild. And so that's why I'm a little bit lower on Kamara. And I think he's a sell before we hit free agency. And whenever we say, Hey, we should sell this player. We should move off of this player. I want to give you guys some context. Cause I feel like a lot of other channels just say, Hey, you need to sell this guy, but they don't give you context. So, you know, I am selling him as a top 10 running back. Cause that's what he's valued as. And so some possible returns for him, I think could be Deandre Swift, Some people will have DeAndre Swift ranked higher just based on age, and I understand that. So if you have to throw in a little something uh, like a a late second or or 2022 third, I'd be willing to do that. Uh, I'd also be willing to uh, trade away Camara for Gibson in a 2022 first, T. Higgins in a 2022 first, that's another option, or maybe George Kittle and Chase Claypool. These are just some some different uh, trades that I thought of. Not all of them will work. It really depends on, the other team situation, your situation, what makes sense for your team? Are you competing? Are you rebuilding? But I just want to give you some context of where I value Alvin Kamara. My next sell is a really tough one for me. Uh, and while it pains me to say uh, it's time to look at cashing out on this person's value, uh, we need to look at how old he actually is, right? And, and I want to let you guys know that I'm not doing this sell video based on a bunch of older players, I feel like that's super easy to tell any dynasty player to do is, is, hey, sell your older players, try and acquire younger players. I know that's a disservice to you all. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm giving you a video of everybody who's 26 years uh, of age and younger. And and this person is no different. And that's Terry McLaurin, who's actually going to turn 27 here, or kind of right at the beginning of the 2022 season. Uh, So no, he's not old. But he's not at the age where he's going to gain any more value, right? He's at the age where he's going to stay roughly where his production is. Unless he has like a Cooper Cup season where he jumps into a higher relevancy, McLaurin's going to stay uh, relatively steady if he remains his current output or even go down, right? So there, it's going to be hard for McLaurin, unless he dominates, to go up in production. And what am I saying by his production? Really, through his first three seasons, he's had around 900 to 1100 yards four to seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns being that rookie year, uh, five this last year, four in his sophomore year. So that's kind of been his standard quo. And can he continue that? I think he could, but he's never finished as a top 20 wide receiver and half PPR scoring. But he has the DLF ADP of wide receiver 17. And that's according to the January ADP. So if we, we see that that's already not matching up, we look at his touchdown upside, I think is kind of limited. Maybe that seven is his is his high side, but I do think he, he can be around that four or five range, especially if we look at the rest of this team, right? Who's going to be playing quarterback? It could likely be a rookie. A lot of mocks for 2022 are mocking a rookie quarterback to the Washington football team. So, um, I think he's getting close to an age where if he produces how he has been or there's a little bit of dip in production, his value is going to start to plummet. So I'm, I'm right there with the masses that are clamoring that, that TMC is still a young player. We still need to, to give him the right to, to, to prove that he is a top 20, top 15 ride, wide receiver. And honestly, I hope he proves me wrong, but uh, I think it's just an uphill battle for him to kind of flip his his uh, current value Uh, and get even higher than the wide receiver 17. So he is a sell for me. And what does that mean? Who am I looking to acquire if I'm moving off of Terry McLaurin? That'd be uh, one uh, option would be Elijah Moore and a 2022 second. I think that's a good young upside player with a pick to go alongside with that. Um, If you're looking for some running back help, I think David Montgomery is, is an undervalued running back. Him in a 2022 third should probably get that done. And then maybe a third option here, Michael Pittman in a 2022 second, really like Michael Pittman and how he's looked in his first couple of seasons.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by.
2: Okay, so I told you I'm not going to give you all names of old players that you can sell. I'm not talking about Aaron Joneses. I'm not talking about DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's just everybody's going to be saying that. Everyone's going to be trying to tell you to uh, trade away Aaron Jones or DeAndre Hopkins because their age at their positions are are definitely on the decline. But I don't think you're going to get the proper value for those players because it's almost that year or two later the situation isn't quite right. So I'm going to flip that script, and I'm going to give you a super young player In fact, he's coming off of his rookie year, and that is Amon Ra St. Brown. Now, I talked about St. Brown on the last episode of our TFA Dino Show podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely tune in. We have about an episode a week coming for you all. Uh, But back to St. Brown, he had a fantastic season, a fantastic finish to the season, really. If you look at weeks 13 through 18, he outscored every single wide receiver. Uh, He was a top six wide receiver in points per game from week eight on, which is over half the season. That's just fantastic, right? Uh, So why am I telling you all to move off of a young player who had a fantastic rookie season? Well, there's definitely a caveat uh, to that when you look at the full scope of what happened to the Detroit Lions, right? Um, And and if you look at Amon Ross St. Brown as a player, I feel like he is definitely that high floor, low ceiling guy that we just saw kind of what I would deem as his potential ceiling. Uh, So we have to look at uh, TJ Hawkinson goes out. DeAndre Swift goes out. Those are two of their best players and their best pass catchers, really. Uh, And then if you couple that with the fact that the Lions wide receiver room was just not a little devoid of talent, I think to put it lightly, I mean, we're talking about Cleef Raymond, Josh Reynolds, Trinity Benson, uh, these these guys are definitely not your cream of the crop when it comes to the wide receiver room. So you know, if the Lions move uh, in the draft and try and pick up a, a wide receiver, if they do that in free agency. Along with Hawkinson coming back, along with Swift coming back, I think that that makes me nervous for the target volume that St. Brown could have. Uh, it'll be a little different than what he had the last handful of weeks. I think week 13 on, he was kind of riding solo without Swift and Hawkinson. So that that's kind of be that's going to be my main argument for why you should move off of Amon Ross, St. Brown. This does not mean he's not going to be good. This does not mean he can't have. A fantasy value, but if he's valued as kind of a top twenty-four-ish wide receiver that he is right now, he's just outside of that in DLF ADP. I think there's other guys that I'd like to. I think there's other guys I'd like to pivot to uh, to make that trade to improve my team right now. And, and one trade I actually did was trading Amon Ross St. Brown, and I flipped him for Mike Evans. And, and to be honest with you, I thought that was a fantastic trade. Mike Evans is, is just a guy who puts up a thousand yards season in season out. Now he's older could be without uh, Tom Brady, but we have to we have to look at you know just a history of production versus what happened with Saint Brown given the circumstances of the lines. So definitely looking to to move off St. Brown as my third player. My final sell for this video will be Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is likely to cash in on a contract year where he was absolutely stellar. He had 78 receptions, 808 yards, eight touchdowns, and he finishes the tight end four on the season. It was, it was a really remarkable season, and as someone who really thought that this could kind of come to fruition for Blake Jarwin two seasons ago before he got injured, uh, tore his ACL a couple of seasons ago, You know, anybody who could have fit into a Dallas offense with the amount of targets that was available to the tight end and the high scoring offensive profile that they have it, it was just a juicy spot for anybody's and schultz absolutely took advantage this is no knock on him as a player but um with the cowboys up against the cap he's likely to go somewhere else in 2022 and beyond mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where it comes into reason for moving away from Schultz, right? He manages 193 targets and 12 touchdowns over the past two seasons, the offense and and his role in the offense were just kind of a perfect combination for success. And, And the best case scenario came out with it. And if you look at best case scenario for where he can go in free agency, if he doesn't stay with the Cowboys, which again, I think is pretty unlikely. I think it could be the Los Angeles chargers. I think that's a really similar high profile, high scoring passing offense, and with Mike Williams potentially departing in their own free agency, I think that pass-catching room would be wide open behind Keenan Allen. Uh, but I think there's a lot more likely of a chance he goes to a team like Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Tennessee, the Jets. All of these teams have tight end needs and plenty of cap space. So uh, the more likely chance right, is that he ends up in an environment that is just not producing at the same clip that he did with the Dallas Cowboys. So this isn't to say that that Schultz won't be productive um, if he lands on one of these latter teams, but I'm just not sure if he retains the value that he currently has as a top 10 uh, dynasty tight end according to DLF ADP. To be a top 10 tight end, you have to get a lot of targets and you have to get touchdowns. That's just the bottom line. And, and if you aren't in a top end of passing offense, or you're not that target leader like a Darren Waller on a Raiders offense, I'm just nervous for him to kind of repeat uh, what he has done here in 2021. So what can you get back for Dalton Schultz? I'd say a 2023 first is not too much to start with. Now, if someone doesn't want to take that, I'd be willing to settle for a 2022 second. Um, Another player would be Darnell Mooney if you need some wide receiver help, or Michael Carter if you need some running back help. I think those are three trades that I would do for Dalton Schultz. That's all I have for you guys today for for the four Dynasty cells. Make sure you're keeping tuned in to our videos this quote-unquote Dynasty offseason. We have a ton of content coming, uh, some Dynasty buys coming after this video, as well as some some recap videos uh, or just some info videos on how to play Dynasty fantasy football, some tips and tricks, and, of course, we are going to get into those 2022 rookies, so stay tuned.
0: Mobile's kind of lounge, didn't know which which way to turn. Slow was cool, but I still felt proud. Energy up, you can feel my search. I'ma kill everything like this purge. What you know about rolling down in the deep